This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's go. You're listening to BGN Radio. Because I didn't have final say last year. Pieces are fitting together in the puzzle, right? Thanks, guys. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. Uh, uh, yeah, it's dedicated to all my little brothers, little homies. Man, you 21 now, and I still can't believe it. Been living on your own just We have made it to episode number 91, and it comes with, of course, a little bit of an excitement. Not only are we welcoming Mr. Dave Mingles uh, from BleedingGreenNation.com as he joins us, not only are we welcoming him, welcoming in uh, associate editor Mr. Mike Kay, but uh, on the show we'll have defensive end Mr. Cedric Thornton joining the program. I uh, don't want to miss this one as uh, probably one of our best interviews I think we've we've ever done on the show. Very open, very cool, talks about uh, pretty much everything. We'll get to that. In just a little bit, but let's say hello to uh, a man we have. I don't think we've talked to this man in uh, once, maybe in the entire essence of, uh, of BGN Radio. And he joins us right now, Mr. Dave Mangles. What's happening, buddy? Hey, what's going on? Uh, Mike K., what's happening, my friend? How are you? Nothing. I'm happy to get to that Dennis Rodman number. You know what I mean? <laughs> 91, just trying to. That was a good year, I think. I don't remember it particularly because I was like three, but, you know, hey, it was a good year. <laughs> Yeah, now you all feel old. Um, and uh, yeah, speaking of already old and feeling old, this Tim Tebow thing, <laughs> just just like uh, honestly, I don't know how sports radio got forty minutes of it today. Mike and Mike was on it, and I know that everybody locally was talking about it. Look, here's here's all it was. Somebody, uh, somebody's agent needed a favor for Tim Tebow. Uh, it, there he is with the workout, and I mean, geez, you tweet that out, and it's a news story for an entire week. There, people are. Still talking about it like it's a possibility that he signs here. He's, he's not signing here, guys. Bring some sandwiches and some chips, and uh, yeah, you just fly in and out of Philadelphia. It's pretty much all that happened here, Mike. Right? Uh, I mean, the, first off, the guy's a cultural phenomenon, and I'm not going <laughs> to hate on anything. I'm not going to hate on anything that brings attention to football. The religion thing is whatever, but if it brings more attention to football on a national scale and it gets more people interested in football, that's all I care about. That, yeah, but it brings attention said, to bad football because he's a bad well, yeah, that's, football player. Here's the thing, though. 
And I'm not like a massive Tebow fan, like, but he, if you really look at it on the surface, he does fit the personality of the team. If he came here to play gunner or play on special teams, he could take both Brad Smith and James Casey's roles. And so you could have one more person active. He'd also be the emergency quarterback. How many people can say that an emergency quarterback is a guy that started it, that's won a playoff game? Uh, <laughs> and he was the reason for yeah. it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he uh, played. He played well in that game. The reason for it is Mike Tomlin's the most overrated head coach in <laughs> ever won a Super Bowl. But hey, you know, hey, whatever. Um, that game is a very uh, sore subject with my Steelers fan girlfriend. Yeah, well, you know, it is is on this end too. As we, uh, Dave and I, uh, both uh, both dating the Pittsburghers, and it uh, gets a little weird during hockey season. Although the Flyers are not uh, causing that argument. But Dave, uh, just you know, moving on from this, and we since we haven't had. Move on. You don't want to talk about Tebow some more. Uh, uh, not, so not, you don't have a future in talk right now. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Shut it down. It's 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 all over. Uh, but uh, you know, we haven't gotten your take on on basically, and we didn't really know the numbers of Demarco Murray last episode. Uh, basically, can turn out to be a three or four year deal uh, with the eighteen million guaranteed. Uh, I myself was still a little back and forth with it. I, you know, there's it's such a running back draft heavy class yeah i don't i don't like the signing at all because of the workload with him he's got injury history injury issues before last year and then last year he had a historic amount of carries and that never ends well and then they give him a contract that basically ties him in for three years because the the i mean they get some cap they get a lot of cap savings if they cut him after two but they still have a lot of dead money so you get him for at least two years and there's no guarantee I mean, it's no guarantee anybody will stay healthy for two years, but especially him. Yeah, and it's a, yeah, and, and that worries me. And then you also sign Ryan Matthews, who also has an injury history. Right. Well, that's I mean, that's in, a, in a draft, yeah, like in a draft that is very deep at running back, which I don't know, maybe you do that if you don't plan on having any draft picks where you can get a good running back. Hmm. hmm. Well, and that, you know, there's there's still there's still a lot of that happening. I'm <laughs> I think I'm almost I'm. I, I hate to almost say it. I'm a little Marioted out. I, I I think I'm just at the point where there's just there's too many holes going on. I think it, and we, me and Mike were talking about this off air. Is just like, well, you know, if you land McCourty, then maybe I'm on board. Or if, or if Macklin stays, like either one of those things happen. I think I think I'm a, I'm a little more on board with that. And we'll get back to that in a second. But sticking with Murray here, Mike, and this is the other thing that has me thinking here is like, well, you know, Ryan Matthews may or may not be here in in a year or two. Sproles is probably done after this year, so. Rather than having a, uh, you know, maybe an, another one-off stopgap, maybe you can get two years out of this guy, uh, and maybe you draft two running backs in this draft class, and that's kind of the the thing there. Plus, you know, Chip Kelly, rah rah rah, sports science, which, you know, as much as a lot of people say drinking the Kool Aid and mocking it, I, it's shown some success so far. Um, but you know, how are you with with how it's structured right now? As far as the offense goes, or as far just as, as far as the running back situation goes. Yeah, I mean, I you know, you, I I don't know. I, I mean, Dave and I are on the same wavelength with with running back. I think some of these kids are, are could give you more production and health than uh, than these guys. But you know, I, I've always been a fan of Ryan Matthews as a runner. Um, you know, and I'm I, I was a fan. I wanted Demarco Murray to come to the Eagles when he was a draft pick, and I wanted him to team up with Shady. So it'd be kind of hypocritical of me to, to completely bash that. I, I here I'll put it this way: I like the player. I don't like the contract. So if yeah, you can get past that, yeah, if you can get past that, it's the same thing with Bradford. You know, I like the player. Do I like the second round pick in 2016? No. But, I mean, if you can get past that, 
you know, that garbage that doesn't necessarily affect you right now. I, I can understand why they're doing it. Chip, I said this on Twitter, Chip doesn't want to rebuild, he wants to retool. And I think that, that, that he's doing it his way, in which he needs to. That's the only way he's going to fail or succeed. And I still think that that is, and we talked about this last time, but I still think it's a better exit route uh, rather than, you know, trying to, um, uh, you know, take all those picks and just be like, okay, we'll go get the quarterback. At least it's a, a little easier transition and maybe you get lucky next year and, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. There's a, I, I get everybody's feeling, though. It's, it's, a, it's a big maybe offseason because, because of the injuries, because of the contract, because of the workloads that some of these guys have gone through here. Um, you know, Dave, do you feel like it's a, I don't know. I don't even know if it can be an improved team because that's the other thing too, is just now there's no wide receiver here. Really? I mean, there's, 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 there's somewhat of a core. I I don't understand. Uh, I, I guess the, the, there has to be a veteran wide receiver on this team. Um, they've got to do something. Yeah. And they've, they've got a whole wide receiver. They, if Mathis isn't here, they got a whole guard. They, they get two holes. They don't. Guard. They got two. Well, I think they are. I think they're ready to plug in somebody internally. You know, whether it be Dave, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you can get by with one hole, but two. Yeah, then you got still had a hole at safety. You got a logjam at linebacker now. Um. So hmm, maybe maybe you make a move there, but I don't. But if you don't have a quarterback, none of that matters. If you even plug all those holes, if you don't have the quarterback, none of that matters. So I, yeah. until until Marcus Mariota is drafted by another team, I'm not gonna. Um, I can't. I do not believe that Chip has given up that that dream yet. Oh, I don't either. But so conversely, though, conversely, though, on that point, if you draft Mariota and you have just Ertz and Jordan Matthews around you, what? I mean, I, I just don't understand. If you yeah, want to win now. I'd rather have that problem than than a bunch of receivers and linemen and running back and Sam Bradford on a one year contract and coming yeah. off an injury. Yep. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, Dave. Not, yeah. I mean, I'm not opposed to that, but if you're gonna, I don't know. I've just I've just seen so many quarterbacks. You know, David Carr, Blaine Gabbert, some of these other guys that actually really had comparable college careers to Mariota, and who you know got put really lame situations and then bam if you've got two rookie guards or you have uh alan barbara as your left guard and a rookie as your right guard and you've got mariota that you got in the fifth round or and then you have mariota there and he's got to deal with riley cooper and josh huff who is a complete wild card and jordan matthew i mean to me i just don't i don't see how you're winning now and to me this offseason like reeks of chip saying hey let's win now yeah, it does. But you also, if you know, if you're going to have a couple, you know, a couple of question marks at line, if you're going to have not a great receiving core and a rookie quarterback, then get yourself some running backs, and that's what they've done. Yeah, yeah I so agree. it's on one hand, yeah, they these are kind of win now moves, but on the other hand, these are moves that you make if you expect to give up or are hoping to give up high draft picks and getting a rookie quarterback because you've got some protection, you know, you've got pass catching tight ends, you've got you still have good linemen, you know. You've got, you still got Peters, you still got Kelsey, you still got Johnson. So it's not like you're throwing them out there into the the, the inaugural Texans who had nothing. Yeah, well, and that's a, that, I think people get a, a lot of the time get hung up. Even though I just like totally said that there are too many holes like five minutes ago, I do think people get hung up on that a, a, a ton. I mean, there you're and I'm looking at safety, and we'll get back to it 
um, in just a little bit here is uh, right now we want to welcome in on the Duncan Philly hotline, probably the uh, Mike K and my own and pretty much everybody in the BGN community's uh, favorite defense event, Mr. Cedric Thornton, joining us right now on the Duncan Philly hotline. Cedric, how are you this afternoon? I'm doing good. I'm glad, glad to be here. How y'all doing this no, uh, doing uh, do, doing great. I guess first and foremost, what are you doing uh, in the off season right now? What are you doing to kind of you know keep yourself uh, limber and in shape and ready to go for the season? Uh, I'm just staying in shape. Like I said, I, I like to stay ready, so I want to get ready. So I'm working out here in um, New Jersey um, with a guy named uh, Jimmy Giggs, and just trying to get stronger and just trying to get bigger, and so I can uh, continue to dominate against the run and try to get better against the pass. Well, Cedric, you know, you, you got tendered again this year. It seems like you're you're on a string of one-year deals. Do you think that a multi-year deal is possible this offseason, or do you think you're playing on a contract year again? Uh, I feel like that uh, what God has for me is for me. So I feel like that uh, this one-year deal right now, right here is um, definitely putting me in a position to make more money than I did last year. Um, obviously, I don't play for the money, but uh, my family definitely needs it. But, I mean, for me to find a long-term extension here with the Eagles, I would love it. But right now, I'm just kind of taking a hand that I'm, I'm, I'm being dealt with right now. And uh, I like being in Philadelphia. Uh, obviously, uh, Coach Chip Kelly and Coach Azanero, my position coach, I love I love being around that, that group right there. And uh, I'm just, you know, just happy to be here and happy to be in the position. And uh, just thank God for allowing me to be here. And what's uh, what's some of the things that you're looking to improve to maybe make that big contract? Like, what's what's the the number one improvement on your mind for this year? Uh, I just want to get sacks. You know, sacks get you paid. Uh, I just want to be in that number. Uh, just just try to get over that ten mark. Uh, first, I got to break the one 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 sack a year. So I'm just trying to get <laughs> I'm just trying to get one uh, more than one sack. Uh, that's my goal right now to get more sacks than I had last year. And definitely to be better, a better player than I was last year. So I mean, it's all about improvement. My potential is uh, that I will be better, but uh, potential means nothing. But um, definitely this offseason, I'm working to be uh, more, more, more powerful and, and definitely stronger, so I could, uh, you know, be effective and help the Eagles um, bring the Super Bowl back to Philly, uh, to Philly, not back, but to Philly. Yeah, we we're, we're reminded of that frequently. Uh, <laughs> That it would have to be to Philly and not back. But um, said, uh, you know, you're one of the best. I say this all the time. Uh, you know, the best run defending uh, D lineman in the league. What? Why? Why are you so great at run defending? Uh, I think it's just the focus that I have um, during the game. I just feel like that if I just defeat the man in front of me, and the running back, if he's running my way, I have no other, no, no other option than to make the tackle or. They would definitely replace me. So I just feel like that, uh, it's a mentality that I have that anybody that they put in front of me that I can defeat. Now, I do defeat my person in, in, in a passing situation, but I haven't had the opportunity lately to pass rush on, on third down. Um, we definitely got Vinny Curry, which is the, one of the far athletes in pass rushing right now. So I definitely think Coach Azanero knows what he's doing when he um, substitutes us in and out. But um, me personally, I just think it's just a mentality that you have to have uh, – on every snap, on every down, on every play, to um, just 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 defeat the man in front of you. So uh, that's my mentality, and that's that's how that's how I make it up simpler. And you know, the Eagles have been making obviously a lot of moves, been uh, keeping us very interested in the off season. One of the guys that uh, you know you knew faced for the last couple of years, Demarco Murray, uh, is switching jerseys. Is that going to be a lot easier when you're facing Dallas uh, two times uh, the year? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say it would be easier because they still got that offensive line that everybody says that 
supposed to be uh, the best offensive line in the league. Uh, but um, it definitely gives us uh, uh, a kind of one-dimensional mindset. But I, I, I don't really want to say that because Darren McFadden is a real good athlete at running back, and I think that they signed him. But, I mean, it's, it's definitely good to have DeMarco Murray on our team because he's definitely a, a great athlete. And we seen that last year and at his position. He was, like, number one. So, I mean, we're happy that he's here, and we're happy that um, he can help us grow and help us, you know, um, bring the championship to Philly. Well, you've gone up against him and Ryan Matthews. What's it like to to go up against as a defender, especially as a run stopper? What is it like to go up against those two guys? Like, what is the challenge awaiting the rest of the NFC East this year? Uh, I would say it, it, it differs from year to year. Um, I want, not last season, but the season before when I played DeMarco Murray, there was one time that I, I thought I had him in the um, B gap, and he just vanished. He was that fast through the gap. And um, last year, uh, my mentality was that he was faster than I was last year, so I just try to be faster than he was this year. But um, <laughs> going against Ryan, Ryan Matthews, him and um, DeMarco are kind of similar. I just think it's just like the position that you're in. You just got to play a game. Um, when, when we're going against offensive linemen, running back safety helmets in the hole. So um, I try to show them the inside um, inside gap is closed, and I just try to bait them to go outside. But uh, DeMarco Murray, he can cut on the dime real fast. And Ryan Mallett, he can too. But uh, I, I see DeMarco Murray more than I see Ryan Mallett. So I, I mean, uh, Matthews, um, I, I, so I say that um, Ryan Matthews would be a difficult running back to go against just because I'm more familiar with DeMarco Murray. But to have them two additions to the team, I think it's going to help us out a lot. And I'll see them in practice. So uh, hopefully they'll make me better on games like um, the Sun did when he was here. And, and speaking of that, I mean, you know, there's been, again, a ton of different moves uh, in the offseason, the Sean McCoy and – uh, Nick Foles, who were, were gone, who couldn't uh, re-sign uh, Jeremy Macklin there. Um, I heard, you know, Ron Jaworski on ESPN say a couple of days ago or last week or whatever it was that these type of moves could, you know, potentially fracture uh, a locker room or it has been fractured or something like that. Do you guys feel that way at all when these things happen? Uh, I definitely don't. I feel like that uh, that Coach, Coach Chip Kelly has a vision, and um, his vision is to um, – to win as a team. So, um, do we look at individual stats? Yes, we look. We look at individual stats. But um, we're definitely trying to come together as a team. And I feel like that if he feel like the better moves was for that person, I don't know what he's thinking. But I, I feel like that I'm behind him 100 percent on whatever decision that he makes for me and for the um, Philadelphia uh, organization. Not only is he making them um, for him, he's making his job is on the line too. So I feel like that he's making the best decisions that um, he can to make us successful and um, become a team and become that championship team that we're trying to be. Well, it sounds like you've totally bought into the system, as a lot of guys have. You know, the leader on defense is obviously D'Amico Ryan's chip uh, came out a couple of days ago and said that Mufasa is coming back. How big is that for your defense, and how big of a role does D'Amico Ryan's really play in that locker room? Uh, for the younger players, D'Amico is like a – uh, father figure, like he um, he's directed, he directs us and he sends us in the direction. And what helps is that he's a God fearing man. So I mean, he has the leadership of uh, has the leadership ability on the field and off the field. So he he don't he's not he's not so he's vocal, but he lives what he's talking about. And for him to be that alpha male in the room, and for him to be that alpha male on the field, you're definitely gonna listen to him. You're definitely gonna hear him when the crowd is. Um, real loud, and you're just gonna. He's 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 effective as a player, and he's effective as a human being. If if, if I can say that. So um, him being a leader, I think it's come natural, and we need that on our defense until we can have some of the young younger guys like me, Fletcher Cox, Michael Kendrick, that can um, help um, take over that role. But but for him staying, that means a whole lot for our defense. 
And uh, I think um, Philadelphia is happy he's saying too because he's one heck of a linebacker. How good is Fletcher Cox? Tell me about how good Fletcher Cox is. I feel like Fletcher hasn't even reached his peak yet. Um, he just got comfortable in the system that we we were in um, um, last year, and you can see flashes of him in the game being real dominant. I really thought he could have made the Pro Bowl, but um, he is versatile. He can play the run. He can play the pass, and, and his strength is unbelievable. So uh, I went to a Division two school. He went to D1. So I'm still learning from him how to separate from offensive linemen. Uh, to be a young athlete like Fletcher Cox and to be dominated at his age, I just feel like that uh, it's a blessing to have him playing on the other side. And uh, I just continue to learn from him, Benny Logan, and all the other guys too. So uh, with us and still here, I feel like we'll be more effective than we was last year. And uh, that's that's stats-wise, that's stats-wise, and that's just communication-wise. That's uh, yeah. I mean, I think every Eagles fan is is excited about that. You know, it was one of the one of the biggest strengths going into last year, and uh, looking forward to seeing it more uh, this season. Well, Cedric Thornton, uh, thank you so much for joining us right here on BGN Radio, my friend. Honestly, uh, best of luck, and uh, you know we're all rooting for you. All right, thank y'all for having me, and uh, just continue to uh, root for us. Uh, thank y'all. Awesome stuff. I mean, you can't. It doesn't get any better. I, honestly, it's probably our our best interview we've done. So, big thank you to uh, Cedric Thornton and guys. Just before he jumped onto this, we we're I was I brought up safety and the fact now of. I mean, you just look at you look at the market of everything that that spilled out here. You know, Ron Joneses and our old uh, old good friend uh, Nate Allen getting an an atrocious amount of money here. That's a terrible contract. But I will say that I do feel he had that. He- or detain or whatever you want to call it, and you know, obviously, he didn't scare. You know, he got his, he got his, he got paid. So it, it would be bad to see him not get a contract because some team thought that there was something there when there wasn't. Yeah, no, and I, I'm not. But yeah, that is a terrible contract by people <laughs> who are going to be fired next year anyway. So why don't you just screw, give out the money? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now that there's, and, and Mike, I'll address this to you first. I guess like at safety now. I mean, what do you do? I, 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 I continue to just you know go over. Maybe there's a, a diamond in the rough that somebody really likes. And other than Eric Rowe, who you could move over to safety in this draft class, I got nothing. I mean, there's there's nothing that I could go, you know what? I feel really comfortable at the free safety spot if Blank is in there. And at this point, are you just saying, you know what? Thurman plays on the outside. Uh, Watkins and Carroll can fight over free safety, maybe with Earl Wolf in there. What do you what do you do and just draft corners or or whatever? Well, I was thinking about hosting a puppet show this weekend, but I mean, that's that's all I got as far as safety goes. Um, you know what? Here's the thing. I, there's a guy that I really like um, it, who's going to be kind of a mid round pick, Clayton Gaithers from UCF, big hitter, six foot two, two hundred eighteen pounds, um, strong guy, able to play in coverage. I think he'd be the perfect. Uh, you know, guy next to uh, Malcolm Jenkins. I was just doing his draft profile, which you'll get to read in April because I'm doing a bunch in advance. You're welcome, BGN community. Um, but uh, he's a guy that I think could fit in. I, I, I don't think the safety class is as bad as we kind of advertise it, but it's not good. Um, you know, you could still trade for a guy. I mean, safety play, you know, Dave and I talk about this probably every single day. Safety play around the league is absolutely atrocious. Nate Allen gets a bad reputation in Philly, but that's only because they don't get to see how horrible it is everywhere else. I mean, I Nate Allen got paid like a top five safety, but he is probably a top 15 safety in the league, honestly. I mean, with how bad this, this safety, I mean, safety play is. So 
you know, I think you've got to take a chance on guys. I'm all for Carroll playing safety. I remember he played a little bit at Maryland, and he played he definitely played some safety at, at uh, for the Dolphins. Um, you also got Watkins. You've got Wolf, who uh, you know, who knows how much confidence they have in them. Um, I actually would be interested in seeing Walter Thurman possibly play safety as well, and that could be what what they brought him in for. And then you 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 draft a corner, but again, that corner class is not very good. I think it all really does just, you know, we we talk about it at nauseum. Uh, the chip, I mean, if chip trades for Mariota, then we're, then you've got some serious holes, but if not, there, there are options there. If, if, um, if they're not dealing with much picks, I guess that's most of what I'm I worried think you about. You go outside the box, you play a three, five defense. You've got, <laughs> you've got three middle linebackers. Just put them all on the field. Three three five. Yeah, bring that just a three. There's a three five three. Yeah, there you go. Play one safety, two corners, and you maybe base. They move you know, Kendricks to safety. Yeah, maybe they move Kendricks to safety. <laughs> <laughs> just play. Just play. You know, you got all these guys. Just play them. Maybe you move Marcus Smith to safety. Who knows? <laughs> Jeez, oh man. Well, but yeah, no. I think at least you see Nolan Carroll take a. You know, he he said he'd be willing to, and he's he played a little bit before, so it's not completely foreign to him. I mean, but yeah, it's a it's a bad year to need a safety, both in free agency and the draft. I guess that's my question. Then, I mean, if you don't go get Mariota, then I mean, could can it get worse than Nate Allen? I think it can. Like, yeah. Real, real oh yeah, it absolutely can. Way worse, way, way worse, way worse. Nate Allen. Yeah, so just uh, only play one safety. There you go. And then you can't possibly be worse at safety. Yeah, <laughs> just completely true. change yeah. this game over. Hey, you've got some athletic inside linebackers. Just have them drop all the way down. Yeah. field like an old Tampa 2, you know? <laughs> yeah, let's do a Tampa 2. Right? See, nobody will see it coming, man. No one will see it coming. The switch. It'll the last switch. one week, but for that one week, it'll be it'll be the talk of the town. <laughs> um, uh, big uh, big shout-out again to uh, to Fran Duffy uh, for uh, posting um, some really great stuff on, on Bradford, and I guess this is, you know, I, I, see, I see a lot of Eagles fans starting to turn the corner on that as far as like, hey, this could actually work, and all that other good stuff. And obviously the number one question is, is injury here. Um, but I mean, you, you just think back and you're like, wow, man, I mean, this dude, this dude can throw in really tight windows accurately. Um, but, uh, I mean, is anybody, either one of you guys starting to get a little more excited, a little more like him and her haunt in here. I, I, and this is, no, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. Okay. He had nothing to work with in St. Louis, but, but it's not like he, he didn't, he can't stay healthy. He right. hasn't, you know, he hasn't made, he's made chicken salad from chicken shit. It, it's, and I just don't, I don't quite get it. Yeah. It's, and if you get, and if, if this is, an, oh, if you know it with Pat Shermer, we don't even know what he does. If he's got that kind of power, we might be in some trouble here. <laughs> well, that's the, yeah, that's the other thing too. And it's just, that I, I just don't, um, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if this team is better. I don't know if they're, does anybody think they've gotten worse? They might have. I mean, they're certainly different. I don't know if they're better. Um, the second there should be better. Simply because I mean, I'm a, I'm, a, a I'm a lot the, bigger of a Foles fan than 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 most. But I mean, yeah, I mean, potentially if he doesn't play, yeah, you've gotten worse. Uh, you know, I, I think I think the 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 thing is if if we're we're saying all things are even and both players did not have injuries. Who would you take? I would take Bradford. And I think that could be the potential optimism going into this, this class. He is a, he's, he's got, he's more accurate. Um, He's a better decision maker. He gets the ball out quicker. Um, But you know, there are the ACL injuries. That's not something that you should overlook at all. And you know, he's had a shoulder injury as well. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's had a shoulder. In I mean, college, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, but, but I think no, didn't he, he hurt it in like his second year? Yeah. Oh, he did. He did re-injure that again. Okay. Yeah. So Thanks. you know, he he's had a tough road, and but you know, if he believes in sports science, he has basically had a whole year to recover. Um, you know, he hasn't taken the hits that he he's really you know. He, he's played in, what, seven games he, over the last He's fresher. Oh, yeah, other than the wounds, he is fresher. I'll give you that. Yeah, so he's fresher. You know, he's had the opportunity to kind of sit back and watch a lot, and sometimes that helps in a quarterback or any player. So, you know, I mean, there is reason to be optimistic. Like, I'm not completely jump. Like, it's not the podcast three hours after the trade happened anymore. Right. And I know you you made mention of 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 our of both Dave and not my I did. I did. lack of interest in in the thing. You know, I think Chip's going to do what he's going to do, and you just got to you got to roll with it. And whether you're happy about it or not, Dave and I clearly aren't all the time. Um, I, I would say we are probably the most vocally uh, well, critical of Chip. And I think it's needed. That's the thing too. I think that's one hundred percent needed. This isn't like oh, of course everything's going to be fine type of moves here. I mean this is. Again, this is kind of like you 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 ride and die with them and all this stuff. And um, Kyle Eagles Nest on on Twitter and uh, the dog is happy about this next segment too. Uh, is uh, you know you look at the, the yards per attempt, and I think that's like the, you know the one thing that 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 uh, a lot of people keep going to for Sam Bradford and and Mark Sanchez. And from 2010 to 2014, uh, you know <laughs> Sam Bradford's at 32, 6.29 yards per attempt. And Sanchez was at thirty, with the uh, you know the sign of the devil at six six six. But uh, it just 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 to give you an idea, and this is where I guess the the glimmer of optimism comes in for me. And again, it all goes back to health. But I mean, Sanchez in three hundred attempts that shot up to uh, almost eight yards per attempt. So it's you know seven point eight two. Yeah, no, there's, so there's I, certainly I, room to be, reason to be optimistic, but at the same time. Sanchez had Macklin to throw to, even though he didn't really throw to him that much, but he still had him there. Whereas there's nobody of that caliber. You know, you have the same crew, my, and you haven't added anybody at receiver yet. So yeah, yeah. Bradford's going. You know, if Bradford's the guy, he's right as of now. He doesn't have. He still doesn't have much to throw to. Yeah, exactly, and that's why I kind of think that. I mean, you have to. I mean, if nothing else, I think if if Mariota doesn't happen, I think Kendricks is a perfect trade piece for a, a wide receiver. And I think that's what eventually will happen. Um, and obviously, you know, this Evan Mathis thing got so weird too because it looked like it was going to be so close. And there was a bunch of people saying, "Oh, the, I think they had to be in on either, you know, uh, somewhere with the the Saints or the Dolphins or somebody trying to trying to move that." I, I anybody get the sense that he might actually stick around, or Mike, do you think he's still on his way out? I mean, I don't think, know how you could have rumors leaking out twice a year. I mean, twice in the last two years about being on the. I just it doesn't make sense and honestly I mean they do need to get younger I, I love Evan Mathis I think the guy's brilliant as a, as a tweet a Twitter connoisseur and as a as a player but I mean if you're having issues with the contract or you're having issues with the player I think you know the way Chip's been handling things it seems like you know you you get a clean break yeah and the and the, uh, goes the same with uh, the whole. <laughs> It's just a, like it's a, such a surprise. It's like, oh yeah, they're trying to trade Matt Barkley. It's like, yeah, nobody would take a seventh round him for him uh, last year. So I, you know, he, they're going to either cut him or it's just he's just going to stay here until somebody gets better. And I'm pretty sure. Well, you, well, you can always you can always swap seventh round picks. You well, know, you I, hear Cleveland, I hear yeah. Cleveland needs a needs a guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Not a pick, and then you've you've won. Yeah, 
Um, well, well, we'll get to Well, you know, we're just as we're running out of time here. The one last thought that I wanted to just get everybody's, you know, th- thoughts on is uh, Benjamin Albright kind of, you know, sending some rumors out that the Eagles' actual targeted quarterback is Bryce Petty. And- excuse me? I have to go vomit. <laughs> um, and I don't really know why that would be to be like if, you, if that one doesn't make any sense to me at, at but, all. Yeah. Would you like me to bring in the in the logic? Yeah, go right ahead. Uh, look at the free agents that they brought in with all these injuries and and odd scheme fits and all that stuff. Bryce Petty. Bam. Bam. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> tie him. Tie him up. Get him some gauze, and he'll be fine. Right. I mean, I yeah, guess that's. Um, um, you know, and I don't know. I, I I would probably hate my life if if it's if you're rolling it with Sanchez Bradford and Bryce Petty as like your three uh, main quarterbacks, but. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's getting slightly depressing uh, around here. <laughs> yeah, slightly. But I, I think there's still a little glimmer of hope that you know there could be some major major moves and yeah, kinda, we got weeks ch- and weeks until the draft. This yeah. is not over. So uh, we'll uh, wrap things up here. But uh, Mike, get your final thoughts uh, as we're rolling out. I mean, you know, as as Dave said, it's going to be a long off season. That doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be a good one. But you know, keep your you know, you just got to keep paying attention to your Twitter feed and keep paying attention to everything. You know, if you need something to root for, obviously, we just said Cedric Thornton. Not here, and the guy gave us a brilliant interview, and is one of the most likable players that I've ever talked to. So, you know, there's that. We have all the other prospects, uh, you know, that are going to be on the show and everything like that. Look forward to the draft. But also, I will be at the first ever NFL veteran combine in Tempe, Arizona, this weekend. So make sure, you know, if you care about the likes of Mike Kafka or Brian Roll or if you deeply, I deeply care. Felix Jones. Um, Felix Jones. Now we're getting. Now we're getting somewhere. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Horatio Sands is going to be there. <laughs> Chris Kattan. Is he going to be there? Chris Kattan. Yeah, but he's only. He's only going to wear. He's going to wear the uh, mango costume uh, as the squid drill, which actually he'd fit in there. Um, so yeah, I'll be there and I'll be live tweeting from that and give you guys some updates. You know, former Eagles. I would think you'll be there, but Vince Young won't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, the offseason is not over yet. Assume nothing. And uh, I don't know. I have no idea if the Eagles will be good this year, but they'll certainly be interesting. And that's not nothing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is what I get for making fun of the, the whole Tim Tebow mania at the uh, at the top of the show here. So, you know, I, I made fun of sports radio, made fun of ESPN and Mike and Mike and creating something out of nothing, because obviously this is just a favor to Tim Tebow's Asian to show that teams are still interested in him, that he's still working hard, that he's, you know, he hasn't given up the thought of playing football in the National Football League. Well, uh, Diana Rossini of NBC4 in Washington, D.C., tweets this thing out and says, you know, Matt Barkley has an 80% chance of being traded, and if that happens, then Tim Tebow will become an eagle. They're going to sign him. I don't know how they correlate, and and I think that was pointed out by Shio Kapadier and even Howard Eskin, and that's because the Eagles do have so many roster spots open right now. If they really wanted to sign them on, then you know Tim Tebow would be an Eagle. I guess they you don't do that in case you can find just like Mike was saying, like a seventh round swap there, or you can still find a trading partner outright because if people really wanted them. Um, then uh, they could, you know, just wait for him to be cut and grab him then. So 
there's really no really no urgency for another team to do that. So I, I guess I get that. I just don't I don't know if they 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 go like you know hand in hand. But um, keep an eye out. <laughs> Michael get his wish. He's you know get that uh, special teams gunner slash tight end slash uh, can barely throw quarterback. I, I don't know. Whatever. Bring it on. I'm ready for all the takes. I'm ready for all the Tim Tebow takes. And uh, yeah, it just drives the go back to college chip type of thing, and uh, whatever, bring it on. It's it's been uh, it's been a crazy offseason already. Uh, this will just be like the the whipped cream and cherry on top with Tim, if uh, Tim Tebow actually becomes an eagle. So uh, for myself, John Barchin, for Mister Dave Mangles and Mike K, we thank you so much for listening to BGN Radio, episode number ninety one, right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and LibertyBroadcast.co. Hashtag said facts. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. Fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network.